And I don't good, know good if I've ever seen an R-rated movie in the theaters. In, in your life? Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Welcome back to Is It Still Good? The show with two grown-up film students who hate growing up. I'm Bear Kennedy in Chicago. Joining me today, as always, Andrew Carter in Los Angeles. Also joining us from Los Angeles, the wonderful, the talented Ansley Gordon. Um, so we brought Ansley on because, um, we wanted to talk to her about a very specific memory from all of our childhoods, the Disney Channel original film, Cadet Kelly. And if, in case you don't remember, stars Hilary Duff, Christy Carlson Romano, and the great Gary Cole, yeah. which was fantastic to see him in this movie, I gotta say. His mustache had its own billing. Yeah, it I, was. I've never seen him in anything else. Yes, you have. Only no, I haven't. There's no no, I haven't. I would know. Office space. Get the space. fuck out of here. Office space. Gary I Cole is a, is a comedian. Of I haven't wow. seen Office Space. You haven't seen? Oh man, it's amazing. You. So we'll be having you back on. <laughs> what we're saying. Yeah, to watch Office. I space. have a very immature uh, movie history. Yeah. Uvra. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, maybe I've or no. Seen every. Disney Channel original movie, every Disney, like animated movie, but anything that's like cultural. I just saw um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind two nights ago. Oh, I saw wow. all of the Indiana Jones for the first time two weeks ago. Because cool. Brian was like, what the fuck? How have you never seen these? And I was like, listen, I was busy <laughs> watching Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan and Amanda <laughs> Bynes. Well, Close Encounters is an important movie for anyone who loves potatoes. And I just found out. Um, yeah, the big potato just this. Yeah, and uh, just this week I found out that Steven Soderbergh cut together a Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, in black and white using only Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross soundtrack music, and it's awesome. Like, it's it's definitely like a weed thing, like playing Dark Side of the Moon and watching <laughs> Wizard of Oz, but it rules. It's so good. Quick side I, note, I, I has anyone it. tried to do that? The Dark Side of the Moon and yes, Wizard of Oz? Yes, works great. It's I, it's amazing. Okay, I, I, I've done I, it more than once. I have not tried it. What do I do? Like, I want to try it. You are supposed to start Dark Side of the Moon when Leo the Lion roars the third time. You know, he gets like two good roars. And there's like that that last kind of like, Arr, at the end. Okay. You hit play. So the, on and that little last one? Yeah, the little last okay. one, hit play, right. and then it'll loop through, like, almost twice, the whole album. Uh, the first the first loop of the album is fucking sweet. With okay. Dark, uh, with the we just it, sit here it, talking about drugs, and Ansley's like, mm-hmm. No, it, it's good. <laughs> well, no, I keep itching my nose, and I'm like, they definitely think I just snorted some shit. There's just cat hair all <laughs> over. Whatever gets you up, you know, to talk about Cadet Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you had to. It's like, look, we're talking about Cadet Kelly. I got to go all night. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, so back to Cadet Kelly. So, uh, Ansley, do you remember watching this uh, on TV? And if so, did you watch it like the night it premiered? Did you watch it later? How, what's your history with it? So my lifelong best friend's name is Jenna Christine. We became friends in kindergarten and we're best friends through like high school. We lived together all all the years of college like this was a romance and we would get together and i don't remember if it was friday night or sunday night we lived across the street from each other and we'd alternate houses and we would watch the disney channel original movies every weekend when they came out and we used to have a youtube channel i'm not going to tell you what it's called because there's still one video that's on youtube that is so fucking embarrassing and if it ever <laughs> if it ever leaks i'm fucked um where we reviewed camp rock and just talked so much shit about Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers. It's so bad. Um, but yes, it was at a slumber party. And I remember being so envious of her wardrobe in that opening sequence. And with the purple, the purple mm -hmm. fake hair. And I tried to talk my mom into getting one of them. She was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, this is, this is the second week in a row where I, I've watched uh, the thing that we were doing for the show, and I the same two thoughts. The first one is, what the fuck? And the second one is, God, I, I just miss the early 2000s. Me so too. Yeah, it just felt so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had so much hope. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did. So 
it premiered March eighth, two thousand two. Which for if anyone is can remember when that was, Lizzie McGuire premiered like the year before in two thousand one. So she was like the queen of Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. So this was have like. Have you seen? Have you seen that video? That's her doing the drawing the Mickey Mouse thing. I'm. I will email it to you guys because it's the weirdest video I've ever seen. It's like the behind. Oh, the like scenes. the. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember like the transition where they would be? Hi, I'm Lizzie McGuire, or I'm Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and then she would draw the like mouse yeah. thing. So it's the behind the scenes of her doing that, and I don't know if she had just had a meltdown or if somebody was just really mean to her, but she looks like she was just crying, and it is just so. Yeah, you guys I really want. I, I really want. I really want to see this because then we can we can post it with this with this uh, episode because now it's like I love the idea of seeing the behind the scenes of doing something against which was clearly a green screen. Um, <laughs> But it's funny, I remember when it came out, I watched it with my sister, like, the weekend that it came out. Because I think with Disney Channel original movies, I think they air at, like, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights when they originally would come out. They would premiere on a Friday. Really? I thought it was, like, Saturday at 7. I thought, like, they had that that prime time slot where it was, like, perfect babysitting time for their premieres. But I think I'm wrong. No, I think that maybe they used to be like that like i think it used to be that but i don't know what happened i eventually they moved to friday um and i'm a freak with dates so i know my i know my dates like i know march 8 2002 was a friday uh because i remember march 1st 2002 was also a friday the week before and i remember a movie called we were soldiers with mel gibson came out uh, yeah a, and a um uh, opie from uh, sons of anarchy Yes, oh, yeah. Shit, I forget Randall Wallace name. directed it, which I never saw that movie, and it looked like pretty by the numbers. But I, but <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's not that good. It is. Yeah. Uh, it it brings the violence, which is what you would expect of a Mel Gibson film, which is <laughs> as we've talked about. The man uh, loves filming extreme violence. So, he's a lo- I remember uh, seeing that's good. an interview with him years later where he talks about his relationship with that director, Randall Wallace, who made We Were Soldiers, because Randall Wallace also wrote Braveheart. And he was talking, and it was this was like post meltdown, and where well where Mel's just like lost it, and he's like talking to Jay Leno, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm working with Randy Wallace, we're doing a Viking movie, and he's like <laughs> gripping the armrest, he's nuts. Yeah. Um, Andrew, I sent you the video, I found it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna check it. We're gonna post it with this episode. I'm I'm very curious to see if the post meltdown Hillary Duff. Yeah. Watching... Well, like I'm a little concerned because I she looks so sad. Oh. So I don't. Did know she have that. a meltdown? No, 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 no. That like something that day happened, or somebody said something mean to her yeah. before she had to film this. Got it. Was uh. She can't have a meltdown. All of us, uh, born yeah, in the nineties, yeah. need her to stay. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, she she didn't have a meltdown, but they were making a Lizzie McGuire reboot at Disney Plus, and apparently, all that I got about it when I I read like Hillary Duff posted some thing on her instagram that was like please let us move to hulu because yeah lizzie's stories as a 30 or 30 something are different they're not they're not disney stories like that's essentially what it sounds like was the issue was that like lizzie as a 30 year old doesn't really it's not a disney story anymore like she's out there and like you know like having sex probably and like doing things that disney's like what no that doesn't happen (laughs) and so like for Cadet Kelly, when she was in, uh, when she was looking to take in this this role, was she working out a lot? Was she getting into really good shape? Yeah, was she like? Because Hillary is looking duff. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I don't know, but I think her comedic skills were on point. She was so funny, and she was really she was funny in that movie, and her the physical comedy in that. She did such a good job with that. Well, yeah, she, she did. The, the like the I editing realize, of like the ah, 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 you know, whatever that was. That in the dance fight, I didn't see coming because uh, I, I thought it would, you know, I, I figured all right, they're doing the drill with the guns and shit, but it devolved into dance fighting, which I appreciated. Oh, you mean that yeah. it's a rare disguise and it's just a super. And it's it's the same song that opens the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it's called Super Check. It used to be my ringtone. <laughs> 
Wow, like mid two thousands ringtone, like when you used to buy first ringtones. Cell phone, first cell phone that had like the charm on it. Yeah, dude, ringtones used to cost more than songs on iTunes. That's so true. Oh, yeah. They used to cost like five dollars, and I remember I like was on a uh, a lacrosse trip in high school, and I like we were all just like buying ringtones, and I get home and my dad has the bill, and he's like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> what is what is uh." Like, what is a, uh, uh, what was that song that goes, give me your number and I'll call, um, I forget, but like, I got that ringtone and he was like, what is, give me your number, I'll call, ringtone, like, six ninety nine. this is absurd, and he like, just didn't get it, um, but and obviously, six ninety nine like, was like, nine dollars, yeah, back it's then. adjusting for inflation, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, um, but no, bear to, ransom. bear, to answer your question about getting in shape, they did have a military concern. That was... I know it was a joke. That was a setup for a bad joke. Yeah, And terrible I'm not joke. sorry. Um, yeah. But it was... it. Uh, they did have a, a military consultant on, um, on set who I think, like, had them run through the drills. So when they were filming, they looked like they were actually, like, knowing what they were doing. It's a big military school. And it was all shot in Canada, by the way. That's why Carla has an accent a boat yeah a boat yeah i felt bad for carla in this movie you I should feel, feel like bad got, for carla she got the short yeah. end of the stick a lot and the camera follows her and she's kind of like hmm Sad. Yes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad yeah but anyway i think what was great about hillary duff back then was like she just first of all all my friends and i had monster crushes on her like when we were you know 11 yeah. 12 and have you seen a recent picture? Because still do. Um, <sighs> yes. Still do. She's oh, she's insane. still super got it. Yeah. Smoke it. Bear's like, I'm going to leave. I'm gonna... Bear's I'm like, I'm going to leave Jackie. Let me... Let's keep the camera up above the waistline for me during this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I Well, she has a couple kids, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Two, Luca and Banks. Have you ever met we her, talk... No, I haven't. But I feel <laughs> so like... when I do... Yeah, I feel like you guys would get along. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. She's going to start <laughs> in one of the movies that I write at some point, and she's going to be like, wow, this is a fucking awesome script. Who's this chick? And then we're going to become best friends. And just wait. Give me three years. Three Sounds years. Good. All right, three years. That's 2023. We'll be out. Hopefully, we'll be out of the pandemic. We'll be, we'll yes. be doing it. But anyway, so... Ansley, talk a little bit more about your friend that you used to watch the Disney Channel original movies with. Was this like every time they would come out? Because I think back when we were growing up, they were like one one a month. Yeah, I was mistaken. like, yeah, or there was two a month. Um, but we yeah, would you might be right. we um, were joined at the hip. We were on the gymnastics team together and just did everything together. Um, I don't know if we actually liked each other because we fought a lot when we were little, and then when we were in college, <laughs> we were like, hey, we kind of have a toxic relationship. We should work on this. Um, and now it's great. And our dads are best friends, which is really cute. And they live in the same neighborhood. So they still, so they like socially distance, hang out together. Um, but yeah, she's a flight attendant who just moved to North Carolina and she's married to a nurse who I haven't met, but he is very cute. And yeah, she's great. Wait a minute. What were some of your fights when you were kids? So we are both the oldest of four plus kids. So we are used to being very much in charge and very bossy <laughs> bossy um and so then when we moved into college together our other roommate kayla she was also the oldest of four plus kids and there was just so much tension and finally we were all like okay who we need to figure out a way to work this out because we're not all right and yeah we did and it was great and wow yeah. mm-hmm. so when this when this came out in uh 2002 i was like 14 so mm-hmm. I this is the first time I ever watched Cadet Kelly, um, and I I, I kind of was a little old for the Disney Channel. I think like I was more of a Nickelodeon kid, and then by the time I was like twelve or so, I had kind of gotten off of that and more into MTV. So I, I missed a lot of this Disney Channel original movie and some of the Disney Channel properties that people really like um, from when they were kids. So I don't remember watching this ever. I know for a fact in 2002, I was uh, trying to get into every R-rated movie I could because I looked like a full-grown man. So Did you I, succeed? I think, oh, yeah. I. What was the I first R-rated parents... movie? Actually, let's talk about that. What was the, everyone's first R-rated movie that they saw in theaters? Because I have, I, I have mine. Uh, I 
believe it was Road to Perdition, and I called my mom. That was 2002. Yeah, I and, and I, I called her to tell her, hey, I'm going to the movie. She's like, what are you going to see? It's like Road to Perdition. She's like, okay, have have fun. And then I came home like a friend's parent drove me. I came home. She's like, that's rated R. And <laughs> she, she, like my parents were very, very conservative, and they were not happy that I just got into Road to Perdition. I was like, mom, it was a dope movie. It's Conrad Hall. What do you want? Yeah. Um. And and so that was uh, that was not above board, but I believe that was the first one that I. I saw in the theater. It's a great first R-rated. What about you, Ansley? S- still great. I've also not seen that movie. Um, and I don't good, know good if one. I've ever seen an R-rated movie in the theaters. Wait, was in, the Joker in your rated life? R? Yeah. I'm not a movie theater person. But that's... But, okay, but that's that's like difficult to achieve. That is a crazy good Yeah, film. that's hard. Like, wait, wait, what did you that, just ask that was rated R? I said, was the Joker, this new Joker movie rated R? Yes, it was. It had to have been. Okay, because I saw that on opening night, and that was one of the most tense experiences for everyone in the theater because we were all totally convinced together that whoever came in next was going to shoot us. We were, like, yeah. sitting there, and if somebody would come in, we'd, like, look to the person next to us, and back, the whole theater did it the whole time. Oh, so God. that was probably the first R-rated movie I saw in theaters. But the first R-rated movie I saw was Lucky Strike, and I watched it behind my parents' Like while they were watching, and I snuck into the kitchen and I watched it. <laughs> Wait, Lucky Strike? What's? The, I don't think I've heard. What is that? It's a pool movie. Yes, Lucky Strike came out in two thousand one. Or there's a nineteen ninety five. No, that's not right. The one that came out in two thousand one. Who's okay. maybe not? I, I don't know. Yeah, who's maybe in Lucky not. Strike? No, no, this this might be wrong. Lucky was in the title. Lucky number eleven, with Josh Hartnett. I and... saw that in the theater and hated it. No, there was three f words in it though. And I remember because my mom kept getting offended every time they added a fuck <laughs> in stuff. the movie. Tom, Tom. I have a great one. My uh, this is not my, my not my mom, but uh, uh, my my friend my friend also named Andrew. Um, his when the when the pianist came out and won a bunch of Oscars with Adrian Brody, they rented it on video. Um, him and his parents watched it and it was and it, that's a rated r movie and we were in eighth grade and his parents were like okay you can you can watch this with if you watch it with us and so they were watching it and it's a movie about the holocaust and there were a lot of deaths in it and andrew the next day we were all hanging out and he's like dude we watched the pianist last night and i was like oh it's, yeah my parents took me to the theater to see it and i was like oh it's so good and they were and he was like yeah dude but like my mom is so annoying and i was like why and he goes and he goes every time someone died she would just go oh like throughout the whole movie so every time i think of that movie i just think of that but um it's a- i'm pretty sure that's gonna be me as a parent i get so affected by oh yeah movies wait where did you see joker here in la what theater i saw it at well, i can see the theater in my head it's in sherman oaks um right uh, behind my table the right arc light or the uh no 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 it's not a fancy place it's a shithole um okay off of ventura you would turn down to get on the 101 okay um what's right there if you the the arc light is right there yeah that is not an arc light it's not an arc light i promise you it's not an arc. that one there is is the the arc that's like the arc light the lemley is there a lemley where did we see the joker what's that theater called it's not. What were you guys saying? It was Arc the ArcLight. ArcLight. It was what? Oh, say ArcLight! Come on. Oh man, I'm praying. Give it to her. It's not an ArcLight. It's not an AMC. Lemley. Do you want me to look it up? No, it's. I love how domestic this has gotten. We're involving our spouses. Uh-huh. Bear's gonna be like Jackie. Come in here. Do you, have you been to LA? Like, do you, do you even know? You know where the 101 is? Where it meets the two. Yeah. yeah like. Um, um, no, 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 it's not I, where it meets the 10. It's where, like, um, Craze Cafe is on Ventura. But you would go down, like, go, you're going towards the highway. It's by the Best Buy. It's by... <laughs> oh, you know what oh I'm I know. About? I've been to Craze, yeah, I but I, I haven't been to that theater. I don't... I do, I do know. It's, um... It's not a brand name theater. <laughs> it's not, no. It's like a... Like a it's place. a shithole. It's small. It's, like, only a few yes. screens. Yes, and it smells Fuck. like a bowling alley. Like it smells like shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah. this place sounds amazing. 
<laughs> it's definitely well, something out of like an early 2000s indie movie for sure yeah that's why i'm asking because sometimes <laughs> you can feel that way because of the theater that you see it in of like oh man oh it was sketch in. oh yeah. it was sketch as fuck for sure the fir- but speaking of first r-rated movies i saw billy elliot with my parents in, I was like 11 and they took me. I don't know why. They were like, yeah, we'll, t-, or maybe I was 12 and they were like, we'll take you, like, to come see. Were you it. saying but, piss off, like, the whole week afterwards? Yeah, oh, piss off. Yeah, whatever. I'll but, piss like, off. and so, but that one I, I kind of don't count because it was with my parents. But the first R rated movie I saw in theaters with friends was the same year as you, Bear. And it was, it's also a good one. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. Oh, that's Guys, an interesting I have seen one. seen none of these. Well, we're we're it's two okay. nerds that are have yeah. almost disappeared we're, up our own ass, so th- it's going to be tough to match up. Ansley, Zoe, Zoe is the same. Stuff. Like Zoe has like there's Zoe's so only many movies. seen Hillary Duff movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's she actually has seen strong a lot of working Hillary. knowledge of Duff's early catalog. Yeah, Duff's early work is you know, but she's yeah, but th- th- one of one of the great joys, well, one of my great joys of our marriage is getting to show her movies that she hasn't seen, which is like. Brian loves doing that too. Yeah, I know. We still have to do it. We still have to actually like hang out physically. So let's actually good segue. So how Ansley and I met, um, we were romantic. Yeah, very romantic. Yeah. We were both with our spouses. <laughs> I think I'm sitting down. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were we were both with our spouses in Kauai. Um, in a hot both tub. In a hot tub on our honeymoons Honey a little bit. Like ours was. I guess, I mean, as of now, I mean, I don't know when we're going to go, because we were going to go on an official honeymoon in a couple of years, but because of the pandemic, I don't know when the hell that's going to happen. So we're just going to call Kauai our, our, like, unofficial honeymoon right now, just just because we were, like, our parents were there, too. Um, ours was our we later were, moon. Ours was, ours was two years yeah. after our wedding. <laughs> right, right. And that's there's what no, we There's were no law for doing. this. Yeah, you can just yeah, do no law. Whatever you want. But, yeah. but we were sitting, so I was ordering a drink at the bar earlier in the night, earlier in the evening and um some guys like some some people came up to order a drink and the bartender asked for their id and it's three kids two guys and a girl not well, well technically yeah two guys and a girl and they're like oh yeah we do you have yours oh i don't have no you oh yeah we don't we'll, we'll go get it and then they left and ansley's husband brian was there who i didn't know was her husband at the time we kind of looked at each other and he was like yeah those guys are not 21 like those guys are 14 he's like i, I was a bartender like I know that that move like they were 14 and I was like this guy's funny and then I was talking to Zoe whatever, and then we went to the hot tub and I think I dropped something in the hot tub or something because Ansley was kind of like laughing like oh yeah you got it or something and then we just started talking and then we learned that we both live in LA Ansley is a writer and an actress and she oh shared and, love of hot tubs yes truly bear guess who she has worked on a commercial with and Ansley I'll let you tell the story because we talked about Dennis Farina no we talked about him on an earlier podcast Jeff Goldblum oh you he's a very nice guy that seems to be a consensus yeah Yeah, very nice Uh, yeah super nice like wanted to hang out wanted to meet Brian was like is he a a loser should should we be worried and I was like oh no he's not a loser he's like okay good what does good, he do? I like that he is wanted he the background. Yeah, like, yeah, do we need to work yeah. you out of this relationship? Yeah, like, he's yeah. I was like, no, instantly no, I've been married. It. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've been married for a second, and he's. I think he's pretty great. <laughs> he is a real character. He really is, and he's super nice, and made awesome. like yeah. all of the changes that he wanted to to the script, like while we were filming, but was so nice about it that he was like, I don't think this is gonna come off right, so I think that we should just let's just roll. Come here, like let's just go. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah whatever yeah he's uh he's a great actor too he's meisner trained like he's he's the real deal he like he doesn't he doesn't fuck around i know people like to watch him and they're like oh it's jeff goldblum he's kooky and weird but he's like a real fucking i was gonna say i think that's just who he is like i think he's just this is who i am how i take up space come you know (laughs) yeah you know who else i think is the real deal gary cole i think that guy can do anything absolutely yes i love gary cole it, it does blow my mind that you've never seen him in anything else uh, yeah you gotta watch IMDb him real quick because i genuinely do what? not you sh- yeah you should watch office space he's on veep he's hilarious on veep he's oh really who does funny he play on veep, on veep? i only watched he's season ken- one he, he's uh he, he doesn't come in until season two that. yeah he's on yeah. he's he plays kent and he's hilarious he's like he's like 
a very like no nonsense. He's a pollster. Yeah, he's a pollster. He he's no nonsense. Doesn't suffer fools, and he knows all the like every worthless bit of trivia. <laughs> like he like yeah. it's really he's a great character. I saw him in Talladega Nights. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you he's go. He's a father. He's he's the announcer in uh, in Dodgeball as well. Yes. The, oh, the okay. Guy. He's been in every. He's been he's in. Amazing. So he really he's, has been in everything. He's a chameleon. He he's one of the great character working actors ever. I love that. Yeah, guy. he's awesome. And it was and he was it was great to see him in this. And I love that he. Uh, again, I love that. Yeah, your must his mustache was great. Um, amazing. And I gotta say, he was like very sincere as this military captain and was like, you know, just come to my attention. He's like you... slightly wounded. Like he's slightly, yeah. you know, he like really wanted this and he wants to do a good job. And I, I thought he was great. Yeah. No, yeah. He's awesome. He, he's, he's great. He's not funny in this. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. But it, but, but it like, you can, it works. It's not like you watch it and you're like, why isn't he funny? Like, no, no, no. He, you don't expect it. He, especially in this point in his career too. I mean, this is after Lumberg, but, yeah, uh, I mean, he looks very different from mm-hmm. Office Space to this, in a, in a space of three years, even. Yeah, but I thought he was awesome. Uh, he's pretty empathetic. The only thing I didn't love is you could tell he was kind of probably came in to do like five days of shooting and was gone. Um, he's he's probably the biggest name on that on that cast. If I had, well, I don't know, Hillary Duff. I don't man. know. Hillary Duff that. is on the the Disney payroll, though. I mean, she's at that point, you're you're. You're and I also, I also got to say one issue that I did have with the movie, I felt like Christy Carlson Romano, I think they did her a little dirty. She was trying not to laugh the entire movie and it drives me <laughs> That actually <crazy>. is true. <laughs> every time, and like literally every shot and you could tell they like tried to cut away because she's in every scene. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I caught that. I yeah. didn't even realize it, but yeah, you're right. But what I mean is like, I felt like she... She was also a very big name. I mean, she wasn't the lead in like in Lizzie McGuire, but she had even Stevens. Yeah, Kim Possible, even Stevens, and I felt like she didn't really. Yeah, I felt like she didn't have that big of a part in this. Maybe I'm wrong. I felt like she could have. They could have given her I think more. She's to do. second build. Yeah, she she. And she's the antagonist, so she. I mean, even more so than Gary Cole. She's actually Gary Cole is not necessarily. The, the she's villain. on the poster. That's yeah, true. Yeah, she is on the yeah. post. And her name is above the title, yeah. Yeah. When she called when she called uh Hillary Duff a maggot, that brought back PTSD from uh from high school because when I went to boarding school and the kids when I was a sophomore, the guys who were seniors, Was this a little too close to home for you this year? Yeah, film? yeah. When I was a when I was a sophomore, the guys who were seniors, one guy in particular would call us maggots toward the end of the year. And I was like, I hate that. And I used to, and I like got along with him really well at the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, he just like turned and was like, I'm going to be a dick senior. And he started calling us all maggots. And I was like, Hey, this guy sucks. And just like, for no reason was just like maggots. And I was like, I, I hate this guy. I, I remember being younger and hearing that as an insult for the first time and being like, that's really not that bad. Like yeah, but for Disney, I mean, that's about as hardcore as that's as close to Arlie Ermy as we're gonna get for a Disney uh, True. camp. True, Arlie Ermy, my God! Imagine if they, imagine if someone pitched this to Disney and they're like, "Yeah, so it's Full Metal Jacket, but with <laughs> with tweens." Tone. Yeah, it's, yeah, but um, it's funny. Like what I noticed about this movie was that the kids at this military school, first of all, they weren't bad kids, and second of no. all. It felt like they weren't forced there against their will. And I grew up being having military school held over me like, if you fuck up, this is where you're going. Yeah, my parents used to say to me, like, Andrew, do you want to go to military school? Is that what you want? Like, when I would, like, get in trouble, they'd be like, do you, is that what you want? Do you want to go to military school? And I'd be like, no, Every no. once in a while, he'll, he, Carter throws something out where you're like, oh, it's the waspiest New England shit I've ever heard. Oh, and that, man. that hit the quota for this one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and totally. Constant threat of military school. My parents definitely, like, they were, like, they were, uh, they were tough on me, but not in a way, like, I, it's funny, looking back, like, some of the kids and where I, like, I grew up in a town called Greenwich, uh, Riverside, Connecticut, but it's, it's all part of Greenwich, like, old Greenwich, Riverside, Coscob, and everything. And it's a, it is a very affluent town with a lot of terrible little shits. 
And as far as the terrible little shits go, I really was not that bad. I just had, like, ADD, and I didn't do well in school, and I acted out a lot. But I didn't, like, get in fights. I didn't do drugs. I didn't, um, you know, like, flip off the teachers or anything. There were kids that were, like, smoking weed when they were in sixth grade. There were kids with older brothers that would, like, drive drunk and you know, steal their parents' cars and, like, steal their parents' booze. And, look, I took my dad's beer, but, like, when I was in high, high school, which is, look, I guess not that much better, but, like, there were kids doing that shit in middle school. <laughs> and so my point is, is that, like, yeah, I wasn't a perfect kid who is, but I definitely, every time my parents brought up military school, part of me wanted to be, like, like, who do you guys think I am? Like, some juvenile delinquent? Like, come I'm not that bad. Like, I'm really not. And so... It was interesting to watch this movie and have them being like, look, you're going to military school. And my first thought was, but she hasn't done anything wrong. Like, why well, is she like going? She, that's not how they get her there. And I was curious. Right. Like, I thought she was going to fuck up and get sentenced to it. Right. Um, but they, they kind of get her there because her divorced parents, the mom is dating the head of the school. And right. so it happens. very. She quickly. marries him. She, she and, and quickly he, he fucking leaves it directly in her. Because, like, 20 minutes in, they're like, we're having another they're kid. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty And he's serious. like, congratulations, big sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also love the the voiceover, which we should talk about the voiceover in a second, because I have some thoughts I on hated it, but, the voiceover. But, well, hang, no, ha- hang on a minute. Hang on. I'm going to get to that. But I, I loved in the voiceover in the beginning when she's talking about her dad, and she says, divorced, alone, yet having a terrific time. Which is so Some Disney. Some of us can relate to that. Yeah, which is so Disney. Like, like just saying, divorced, sad, alone, sadder. But he's okay, because I feel like... And I also feel like that's kind of a mark of the early 2000s, because now I think divorce is a lot more common, where it's... I don't think Some it has, of the coolest people you've ever met are divorced, so, you know... Yeah, you never, someone, don't, someone... Don't downplay it. Someone on this podcast right here who's, who's <laughs> heavily hinting at it. L- living um, life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, that is the least acrimonious on-screen divorce couple I've ever seen. Right. At the end, they're basically like, hey, let's form a polycule and just raise this kid with all of us. Yeah. Uh, there, there is almost no tension I know. Uh, from the divorce. Two dads. It was. It was good to see for 2002. Yeah, they literally say two dads. I know. And it's not And yeah. it's not some bad gay joke or anything. It's just no. two dads, which I really appreciated. Um, but let's, let it, let's talk about the voiceover because I do... Th- agree with bear i don't here's the thing i don't think it was necessary i just don't no think the shit. Movie she's needed constantly it. constantly verbalizing exactly what's happening exactly they do, it is that, insane. they do that because that's what lizzie mcguire was lizzie mcguire I, they would okay. cut and it would be the animated version of lizzie and you would hear what was happening in her thoughts my thought is they combined it so lizzie mcguire fans would like it it's a common thing we expect out of the duff okay. genre it's that, a good thing that makes a That's lot more theory. sense yeah because i i couldn't figure that out it was very very obviously what she was thinking just from her facial expressions it's not right. like she's an incredible actor but she's doing a really good job getting all the emotions across I mean, for a kid, she's doing she's doing awesome. Yeah, for a kid, she did she's not great. need the help of the voiceover explaining her thoughts. It's coming through, so I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. So the writer of that is also at least one of them, Gail Parent, I think her name is, is also the writer of Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, the Lindsay Lohan oh, yeah. movie, and that was a voiceover thing too, right? There was voiceover in that. I think there I, was. You're, you're I, ha- I, I I don't think I've ever actually. I don't. I actually no. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I just tried to rewatch it after I watched Cadet Kelly because it was recommended to me on Disney Plus, and uh, it it does not hold up. That one does wow. not hold up. That's sad. But Ansley, I wanted to ask you. So you you've said multiple times um, while while we're on the while we're recording that like you're not you've seen a lot of Disney Channel original movies, but not a lot of other ones. Were the Disney Channel original movies and Disney movies in general? Did they represent something to you that you felt like you didn't get from other movies, or was it more just like? I'm just watching these. I don't even think about other movies. I also grew up in a very conservative household. So I think that Mm. that was what was okay. And I am the oldest of four. And so there was a lot of younger and there's a nine year gap between all the kids. So Mm. I think it was just a way to ensure that everything is family friendly. 
you know, like we only listened to Christian music because there was no cuss words and no, you know, fucking the bitches. So there was like that. So I think that that's part of, part of why. And then by the time I decided I wanted to like be an actor or wanted to write something, I saw just like the most fucked up shit, like seven. I watched seven, like three times in a row when I was like 13. Well, there's an R-rated movie for you. Totally. Yes. That's like the most R-rated, R-rated movie. I might have been older than 13. I think I was a freshman in high school. Because then I combined Seven with One Tree Hill and wrote my first feature film. Wow. So bad. What's it about? What's it called? It sounds great. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a girl who goes missing when she's younger. And it like then cuts to 20 years later and she doesn't have any memory of going missing. And it, it, you realize later it's her twin sister that was, that was missing, but she like is living this life. And it's now the story is coming back because it's, it's the 20 year anniversary of this girl going missing. And she's like, wait, this is me. And she like tries to solve what happens. And it goes like full on body in the bathtub, blood on the shower curtain, like it bags in the garage. Oh yeah. And I like, was sitting in a little cafe in Mount Dora, Florida, like writing this fucked up shit. Wow. How old are you? Is it called eight? When? <laughs> Is it called eight? Oh no, that would have been great. It was, it was called the staircase because it, and the way that it ended was like, it was around this like Victorian mansion that she grew up in. And it ends with her pushing him down the staircase. Ooh, I like that. I, I mean, I would. Watch that honestly this sounds pretty good. I'm not kidding. You yeah. should brush that off. That that would sell. I'm I'm not just saying that. Like it would. Like that's that sounds great. But wait a minute. Where, how old were you when you wrote this? Um, I finished it my junior year of high school. That's impressive. Yeah. So you're like a born writer. You do it that young. Yeah. You're. I didn't know this. Like I did not know this until a couple years ago. Like I really had right. no idea. Yeah, I get it. Like there's certain things that we don't even realize that we are. Like I think like Bear works you Bear works in pharmaceuticals, but he is like um I've always said that you're like a born uh editor. Like Well, I used to be a TV engineer before I, yeah. I left. So I have worked in in Hollywood, but it's been a while. He and I met it is in dark rooms with computers and fat guys with beards. That is my natural environment, but uh Well, yeah. I we met in film school and I remember like I didn't know how to edit. I mean, I, I had worked with iMovie a little bit in high school, but like in college, I hadn't really done it yet. And I started taking Avid and Bear and I were in the same fraternity. And then like Bear was like, oh, yeah, you ever need any help with, uh, with editing? Yeah, I can't really do the spot on impression. Of me is my favorite thing. <laughs> the only, no, the, the only thing I can really do that's you is, uh, uh, the, uh, hang on. <clears throat> you only need one word. Yeah. It's only, well, it's only one word. It's, you uh, only need one. all right, I'm doing it. Shut the fuck up. All right. It's, uh, uh yeah that's it it's just that it's like just... there's two of me it's fucking great it's fucking I need, great i need yeah. bear can bear can you give me the uh yeah and then andrew can you like parrot it and okay absolutely let me get into character three two one action uh yeah uh yeah now oh, this this is this is my wettest dream so this is great <laughs> sorry i probably just blew out everybody's mic because i clapped <laughs> no that's so great good I've been yeah. oh I've been doing it. He's for been years. studying for a long time. Yeah, yeah he's been he's been putting in the method for that yeah. that but like two word combo for a long in, time. In in film school, he used to tell me like if you ever need help with Avid, let me know. And then I would say to people like people would see uh, like friends of ours would see us hanging out like because and when you're in a fraternity when you're first because you were you were a year even though we're the same age you were a year ahead of me in school because Daddy got held back when he was a little little boy because <laughs> my parents I remember. <laughs> No, my parents told me when I was earlier, they're like, we thought <laughs> this is great. They go, I was like, why was I held back? Like, this was like a few years ago. I was like, why was I held back? And they're like, well, we thought, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. We thought that you needed another year of preschool. And my dad was like, another year of preschool. Right. That's it. Right. And I was just like, oh, all right. Um, which I was like, I don't know. What, what could I, I couldn't add the blocks. Who, who knows? But anyway, so. Um, I feel like I should interject on a story real quick with that. (laughs) So I was not held back in preschool, but um, all my siblings are in gifted. I am the only one with brown hair and brown eyes who wasn't in band, didn't play soccer and wasn't in gifted. What's gifted? Like the like the smart kids. I don't know. Like where you get to leave Uh, and you get to go to like the gifted class. 
There's a reason Andrew doesn't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm also not gifted. So I I went to yeah, take shut the up, gifted man. test. <laughs> I went okay. to take the gifted test and didn't realize that that's what it was. And right. I just sat there and I organized the shit out of these blocks instead of like arranging the things that you're supposed to be doing. Like put them in alphabetical order. And I would put them in like colors and like stack them. And your parents watch you take this test. I found this out later. And my mom was like, oh, no, she just thinks way differently than this system. Yeah. Great. Thank you guys yeah. for your time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. And then the Thanks. next three, she's like, now these are my perfect birds. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> my brother is a uh, pilot in the Air Force. My middle sister is a um, chemical engineer for PepsiCo. And my baby sister is studying to be a um, pediatrician. Jesus Christ. And then there's me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I mean, I'm only one of two, but my older sister was always, like, when we were kids, she was, she was, like, cooking by herself at age seven, she, like, she was always, like, so advanced, and always, you know what's funny is, like, so there's been, you know, with, with the Black Lives Matter movement recently, there's been this whole reckoning of so much, for good reason, my sister Sarah has been talking about this shit since 2005, probably earlier, like, and we've been having family Zooms about it, you know, just to kind of just like check in with each other. And every time we talk, I somehow find myself getting like emotional because I'm like, Sarah, you always like, were just like on us about this and you were always ahead of the game. And it's like, it's very sweet, but it's also like, it just reminds me like, damn, you were fucking, you're a brainiac. Like, and, and not only that, she just like, she just had this, I don't know what you want to call it foresight empathy whatever like she just you know she really um she just like really understands and empathizes with everybody and now she's a college counselor at a school in baltimore and she just guides kids with where they want to you know their college essays and where they're going to end up so she's yeah she's also doing great um but anyway at college fucking rad yeah she's great you guys would get along um in film school bear would always like we would be hanging out and people would be like, oh yeah, you guys are going to go like hanging out. Bear would always be like, oh, I'm going to go teach him uh, Avid because I'm Christ at it. He would call himself like Christ at editing. It's an apt comparison. And I, I died just, for your editing sins. And I was like, this is hilarious. But then we would get in the room and he would show me stuff. And I was like, whoa, he really is very good. Um, <laughs> but like, but no, I mean, he, you know, that's kind of why we bond is because we've always loved, we've always loved movies. We've always, we've always talked about them. Like, and you were the only... If I can remember correctly, I think you were the only other guy in our fraternity who was, like, in film school majoring in film production. Everyone else was doing... I mean, there are people in, like, the film school and, like, PR and advertising and other things, but, like, at least... No, that's not... Maybe that's not true, but I think for the first year that I was there... We didn't have a ton. We didn't yeah, have a ton. I mean, a lot of... Yeah. It's just different, but yeah. it was... It was fun, and most people I know from film school who were my year were not greek or we're somewhere else and that's fine mm -hmm. it's not you know not a bad thing to open up your network a little bit more so yeah no, um, yeah if we could go back real quick to our meet cute in the hot tub oh yeah <laughs> how did we fucking get off of that i don't know if you know this but i write tv rom-coms I know I was, nothing about you. I, I, was I he didn't say, even give me a heads up. He's like, "Hey, we're having someone who likes Cadet Kelly on." Well, like, Dope. the reason I didn't give a heads up is because I wanted to give Ansley a, a moment on the podcast to like plug her shit and talk about herself. Which I literally can't done talk about anything though. Like, I can't talk about any of my shit. Right now. <laughs> Especially yeah, because like, you're on sworn. Yeah, because you're sworn. Shit's embargoed right now. But it's but it's good because she's selling stuff. So you know, talk about that that's it i write tv rom-coms and i didn't talk going back to didn't know that you could write i did a lifetime movie a couple years ago and then my friend did one this last year and i was i watched it with her and i was like this is shit like this is so bad i could write this so then i spent three weeks writing hallmark movies or, or breaking down hallmark movies and just how many scenes how many characters how long like wh what locations you know that kind of thing and i wrote nine in nine months and so then in February, I just started reaching out to producers and saying like, hey, I have these scripts. And then it was like, and now I have a writing career. That's awesome. I, I feel like a lot, sometimes people don't realize like that's kind of how that works, especially if you're on the younger side. Like you, you think that you have to have some story that you're going to tell that's going to be really, really powerful. Or you're going to like draw something out of yourself, to like write something 
that's going to be life changing. And what you don't realize is um, you can just do what you did. Things kind of have a formula. And if you can break that down and write into it, you can be employed doing that. And it's awesome. And it doesn't it doesn't take away from what you do. But it, there's a business to that that does fall into kind of a paradigm. And if, if you can get with that, there's the sky's the limit. I mean, you don't have to sit down in a hotel room with some dude and, and bang out Pulp Fiction over the course of three weeks. Or well, anything. I do think that everybody has their life, the, the one life story. And it's probably not yours. It's probably your grandparents or your sisters or whatever, that you do have that one epic script in you. Um, but the rest, that's one. And if you want a career, like what else, like you have to have other. Yeah. You got to just get shit out of you. Um, like a lot of people will try to hold something in. That's not necessarily a good idea. I would, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any career in writing you do, but, um, that desire to like hold on to something. I, I don't think that's worthwhile. It's, it's better just to practice, get stuff out, work your craft. Yeah, that's one thing that I was really impressed about when I first met Ansley was, like, we were connecting about, like, you know, um, getting in touch with, like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I started Crawl. So, have you... How far into it are you? Because it's on Hulu, right? She went home. Have you even seen Gators yet? Yes. There's one. But they're not worried about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So, just keep keep watching. Um, I suspect they might be. Okay, so I have a Gator story. An actual gator story. So if I can tell it, is that okay? Yeah, please. Are you kidding? (laughs) So I grew up on a golf course, um, on the eighth hole of the golf course. And there was like this big, it's not a lake, but it's not a pond. It's like medium sized, um, in between us and the eighth hole. And the day we moved into the house, we didn't know there was a six foot alligator in the lake pond, the plake in our backyard. And (laughs) my brother had just gotten a new video camera and our cat was drinking water out of the plate. And this alligator came up and dragged the cat into the water. And my brother filmed it. And we were both just like, (laughs) and we tried to tell our mom that this is what happened. Totally downplayed it. I have a big imagination. I'm a little bit dramatic. Totally will admit that. But for years, my mom was like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. My brother was moving to college and cleaning out his stuff. And he found the tape and showed it to my mom. (laughs) And my mom called me and she was like, I'm sorry that I didn't believe you. And I was like, I fucking told you. I told you. Holy shit. Rest in peace, Silver. Oh, my God. So then there was this really hot boy who lived on the other side of the plague. I don't remember his name. But he caught the alligator, like wrangled it, and then they called animal control and somebody came and got it. Oh, he wrangles was so gators. Sexy. Oh yeah, and he like had a thing like in its mouth, and oh, it was insane. I'm from Florida. Let's let me just remind. And then, it, and then, and then he was holding it up, dead, looking at you from across the plate, being like, "You want to come yeah. over for some dinner?" <laughs> totally, absolutely. I wish I remembered his name, but yeah, hot boy. That's his name. Hot boy. Hot boy. He probably had, wrestling gators. He probably had forearms like he strung tennis rackets. Or oh, something it was or crazy. Something. It was crazy. It actually happened. Like, you could call my parents. That's a true story. Fucking Florida, man. What is it? The heat? The humidity? Like, people do crazy shit. I don't know. So, we have a cabin on the St. Mary's River, which is the um, dividing river between Florida and Georgia. And the uh-huh. water is, like this deep maybe an inch you stick your hand and you can't see it anymore like it's tea colored and (laughs) we grew up like water skiing and tubing on this river and like you would be there was one time my baby sister she was like maybe six we all learned to water ski before we learned to read um so she was skiing and there was a gator and my dad tried to move the boat so she wouldn't they wouldn't hit the gator right and they did. They moved it, and she skied right over the alligator. And my dad was like, don't let go. Don't let go. And she's like, why? And she's this, like, tiny little... Oh, yeah. Dude. Wow. That is fucking... Totally. There's, like, water moccasins. There's gar. You'd fall off the tube, and you didn't want to be too close to, like, the banks because they're snakes, right? 
And my family would be like, yeah. here, snakey, 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 while they're turning the boat around. Oh, it was crazy. I grew up in Ohio, and I got stung by a wasp once, and I didn't care for it. And that's about as exciting as that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I grew up in Connecticut, and nothing. I, I got yelled at by my parents about being threatened to go to military school. That's that's what happened to me. But that's a nice over alligator. Yeah, that's pretty badass. But that's that was a, nice, a pro segue. That's a nice segue back into it. So our verdicts, guys. This is the most. This is the important part. Um, is Cadet Kelly still good? Yes or no? So Ansley, I guess yes, first. Absolutely, I, absolutely. So much happened in that movie, and I thought yeah. everybody was very good. Except I feel a little sad for Carla. Everything else yeah. was super. But that's, okay, simple answer. Bear, what about you? I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you want? I mean, <laughs> there, there were things I enjoyed. So the, the biggest thing I, I was thinking about with this movie was how TV movies used to feel very different from cinema, mm -hmm. which I don't think they do now as much. Um I, maybe the 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 lifetime stuff kind of has that old school TV movie vibe, but like you watch HBO movies and and things like that that are TV movies, and it feels pretty close to like a theatrical yeah. movie experience. Something same with like this actually. Same with same with Netflix too. Movies on Netflix. Yeah, certain yeah. ones. The 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 line between TV movie and like cinematic movie has blurred a lot, but this is from the time kind of before that happened. So that's interesting to me. Um, I loved seeing Gary Cole. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved that she, at one point, basically all they do in military school is, is twirl stuff around, spit a lot, yell at each other, um, and, like, hang out, which sounded pretty good. Um, at one point, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks great. Also, they had a cell phone. Uh, How did she have a cell phone in military school? We didn't have cell phones in my boarding school. Yeah. We weren't, I mean, we did, but we weren't allowed to. Like, she would just walk. Well, she was well-to-do. That's true, you know, yeah. She, yeah, and her dad. Her um, dad worked there, or, you know. Well, she gets sentenced to like shining shoes at one point, and the first thing she does is start huffing that shoe shine, which I really respected. How Cadet Kelly will do anything for a buzz, uh, so that was probably my, <laughs> my favorite scene. Um, but other than that, like this was a weird thing to happen to me. Um, the Gary Cole's title is the Commandant, and for some reason, I I couldn't get. That fucking song from After the Fire, Der Commissar, out of my head for like the last three days because I I thought it was Der Commandant and I looked up as Der Commissar. And so, like, I've been playing that song a lot and it's terrible. And it used to be part of a uh, a music collection that you could you could call in for and they'd send you the CD like they used to on infomercials. Oh, yeah. It was called Modern Rock. <laughs> and we, I used to, in like eighth grade, I used to like sing parts of that song with my friends in like baseball practice. We always used to do Der Commissar, which if, if you don't know the songs, don't turn around, uh-oh. Yeah. Because Der Commissar's in town, uh-oh. And that's all they played in the commercial, and then it cut to the next song. So the, the next song after that was, I think, I watched the commercial this morning because I was like, okay, I don't remember what this was called. What the fuck was this? Um, it's called Modern Rock. Uh, there's an 800 number that I called to see if I could buy it because they're like, oh, it's 12.99, and as a kid I didn't have 12.99, and I definitely do yeah. now. It was two CDs for 12.99. Uh, I called the number and it goes yeah. to like some bank, so they they've relinquished that uh, 800 number. Heartbreaking. Um, so this, I did find Cadet Kelly to be a gateway drug into uh, the discography of After the Fire, which is quite limited, and uh, Der Commissar is probably their best song. So. No, I didn't love it. It was kind of harmless, uh, you know, kids movie, kind of trope-driven comedy. Um, nothing wrong with that. It was fine. Uh, I did do some research and saw that it has been reappraised in recent years as a, a uh, very gay-friendly film. Um, there are multiple articles kind of examining the budding love story between Cadet Kelly and the other female lead. Um, which I think is reading into something that isn't really into the text, uh, but multiple articles on the internet about how that was kind of pushing the limits for Disney at the time to have kind of a same-sex sexual tension 
type thing. Uh, I think that they were just kind of friendly. Um, it would have been am- amazingly ahead of its time if they yeah. had actually gone there with it, uh, which would have been very interesting for 2002. Uh, almost expected now. Um, but I thought I thought their relationship, even though I, I wasn't feeling the sexual chemistry, was pretty good. I mean, they hate each other, and then they realize that they're good partners, and they're able to achieve something good. Um, I thought all that was good. And, and Ansel, you're right. There, there is so much fucking shit that happens in this movie. Um, they get right into the ribbon dancing. It moves at a lightning fast pace. Um, there's a, a plenty of Sean Ashmore in this film. Um, so there, there were things that I liked, but on the whole. Uh, I cannot imagine watching this again. It's not going in the rotation, but I'm, I'm glad to have more of an idea of Hilary Duff's uh, early output. Um, All right. But that, that was, that was kind of how I felt about it. Very, very valid. Um, so tie breaking vote. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. I, I gotta be honest. It's a yes for me. And here's no way this is. A here's yes why. Here's why. It's kind of a backhanded yes, but it's a yes. And the reason it's backhanded is because all these Disney Channel original movies, I've watched a few of them since having Disney Plus, and they're very similar. Like they're all yeah, they're they all are. the same. And so it's they like, are. okay, like they're all they're all what they are. And so they're not like great works of art, but they're not they're they're harmless. They're not boring. They're not uh, painful to sit through. I mean, aspects, it wasn't painful. aspects of them might be a little like eye rolly, but there was plenty. There was plenty of the, plenty of stuff to like, and it does remind you of a nice simpler time, and it does make you miss the early two thousands or the late nineties. I mean, I I've watched uh, Smart House, Johnny Tsunami, Brink, and now this, and I had the same reaction to all of them. It's I, I I have a feeling that I'm probably gonna whatever Disney Channel original movie again unless it's like horribly painful I have a feeling I'm gonna say yes for all of them but again it's not like a resounding yes like this is a great work of art and I love it and I'm gonna watch it over and over again but I feel like it's exactly the same as it was when you were a kid you were just a kid so like well and I do have to say watching it two and a half times since quarantine started it doesn't get worse <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. And again, dude, Gary Cole. Like, I just, yeah. I mean, I have to. Sir. I have. Yeah, I have to. I have to give. And Hillary Duff is so charming. She's great. so charming. Anybody can, I see why she's a star watching part. this. No, I right. need her to be my friend. <laughs> we got two yeses and one no. Um, which, but Bear, I think yours is kind of a. It sounds like a soft no again. I, I didn't hate it. I, there's just nothing right. here for me. Like right. I, I get it. I I, I get it. Like it. I can I, actually imagine me sitting down with Zoe and some friends of ours, maybe even Ansley and Brian. I'm like, oh, let's put on Cadet Kelly for fun. Let's make like, it a drinking game. Yeah, you like I could that. I could imagine doing that and like having fun. Every every time she says sir, you know, I'm I'm waiting for one of these like. Disney Channel original movies or something to kind of blow me away uh, by getting a little deeper than just kind of the surface level enjoyment of it. And we we almost got there with Josie and the Pussycats, but it just came up short. Um, this Josie is and the Pussycats one. wasn't a Disney Channel original movie, was it? Right, it's not, no, but it is targeted towards the same demographic. Yeah. And as far as theatrical movies go, that fucking thing was destined for the small screen. Um, I had so to it, sneak out of my house to watch Josie and the Pussycats, and then I lied to my parents about it. And to this day, I have never told them that I did see that movie at the sleepover at Holly Hall's house. What was the lie? I think I said I was babysitting. Oof. And nice. I went over to Holly Hall's <laughs> house because she was having a watching party, and I watched my parents were probably Holly Hall. Yes, and my dad is still strong, good friends. So my dad... Jenna Christine's dad, my roommate, lifelong friend, and Mr. Hall, Holly's dad, are all like a guy friend group that still hang out to this. That's amazing. You know what's you know, you know what else? They're gonna find out. They're, yeah, I was gonna this say this is an easily disproven <laughs> lie. Like that, I like I like that you said you were babysitting, but yeah, that leaves a lot of you know, doors open. You know what uh, I would love is if every year when Ansley goes home for holidays, they're just all talking and they're like, "Well, at least Ansley didn't see Josie and the Pussycats that night." <laughs> it's like constantly they're bringing it up. Like, at least we can, you know, like we've had we've had a tough we've had a tough time sometimes, but you know, at least at least you didn't lie to us about that night. 
<laughs> anyway, like, well, yeah, this was great. Ansley, thank you for coming on. Yes. Thanks for having me. So, guys, you can follow Ansley on Instagram. Uh, your name, your, give him your Instagram handle. I hate my Instagram. You don't have to do. Nobody needs well, to see who I am on Instagram. Is there is there is there anything coming out of yours that people should be? That's checking what I'm out? saying. Like, where can yeah. we see your work? I'm more interested in like shit you've written that we can go watch. Yeah. IMDb. Okay. No. All right, cool. I mean, okay, okay. So my Instagram is at Ansley Gordon, A N S L E Y G O R D O N. That's it. If you see me pushing ergonomic desk chairs and cat food and CBD products, that's because I'm paid to. Sorry. It's <laughs> great. It's a nice way to make a living. But we can, yeah, look out for Ansley's stuff. Look on IMDb to see stuff in progress. Hopefully, a movie of hers will be getting made this fall. All yeah. safety things pending. Um, if you like Cadet Kelly or if you don't like Cadet Kelly, shoot us an email, stillgoodshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram uh, at stillgoodshow. You can also go to stillgoodshow.com and check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, next week, we dive into Blink-182's classic Enema of the State. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will uh, see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.